To a free kick, the AFLW Fantasy Podcast. Today, we're uh, the whole gang's here, and we're just going to have a little bonus chat because we've had some very exciting news this week. We have not one fantasy game, but two, two fantasy games open and ready for you to play. How's it going, Liam and Will? It's going well, and I think we uh, probably need to say we've also got some exciting news, which is Mel's back. Oh, hello! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't recognise, I am not Liam or Will. Outrageous. You sound exactly the same. Oh, yes, I am back. I have been away for seven weeks or so uh, of content, so I am catching up on a lot of things AFLW. So, uh, listeners, please bear with me as I remember how to play football. <laughs> and and I am so well, I'm so grateful that you are back because I have had to edit all of the Clubs and Days episodes basically up to now, and that was a crash course. That was a real crash course. I'm glad you're back and we can now split the load. Yeah, completely oh, yes, the agree. admin lady is back. <laughs> we, we, we needed our star admin person back as well. You, <laughs> you, you, what, you, what you were doing for us was so important and we didn't quite realise it until we lost you for nearly two months. So it's great to have you the back, Mel. The legs under the water just... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Would you? <laughs> oh, no, happy to be back. And, man, what a, what a week to come back on. Um, AFLW Fantasy Games, just... Whew. So, you know, we had to quickly get together and talk about what what are these games? Who are they from? What are the differences? What does that mean for us? So, um, and we thought let's, because we're kind of in the middle of our Clubs and Days um, recordings, up until now we've released uh, up to GWS. So how we talk about fantasy going forward is going to have to kind of shuffle with the fact that we now have two games. So let's just get this uh, down on paper. So. Oh. Or not on paper, kind Let's of on this. the airwaves, on the internet, into the space. <gasps> on the interwebs. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's put our opinions out there. Um, okay, so there's two games. There's Moira's Magic, which is the one that we've all been playing up until now, which is going into its third season. And there is the AFL-sponsored AFLW Fantasy uh, game. The first difference between the games is that some of the players uh, have – different position listings across both. There might be a midfielder in one and a forward in the other. Liam, what does this mean for how we play fantasy? Obviously, if you've got different positions and there are players that are going to present value who, instead of being midfielders, where basically up to now we've been discussing the fact that in Marrera's Magic there are a pretty tight group of value midfielders. There's the Collingwood girls, there's Ty Smith, there's Laura Gardner that we're interested in, there's Georgia Nanscorn, we've talked about Alana G being an option. We've really talked about the fact that it's going to be hard to fit anyone else in there. But as a result of, say, for example, Laura Gardner now being forward, that changes what our midfield is going to look like. And that it means there's a whole bunch of different options that's going to really change things. And I also think that I think it needs to be acknowledged that the AFLW official platform has Champion Data's official position recognitions fed into the game. Now, there are definitely going to be some players that are going to look like they don't meet expectations for those of us who watched AFLW last season. But as far as I've been able to figure out, a lot of that comes down to in between Season 7 and the beginning of 2023 season, so Season 8, a number of AFLW players have gone down and played some VFLW games or state league games in the Sample W or the Waffle W. 
And that has resulted in champion data watching them and going, well, Talia Gillard, you did not attend a single ruck contest in season seven, but because you rucked for three games at Darabin, uh, uh, sorry, you rucked for three games for Casey, you're going to be a ruck this season. So just factor that in. And if you're someone who's a purist for the positions that they saw when they last watched the AFLW in season seven, and then some positions don't look like they match that, as far as I can figure out, that's the main reason for the differences. One of the other things we've particularly noticed with the player positions is the champion data positions have been very interesting when it comes to wingers in the AFLW. We found that a lot of players who played on the wing last season, most of them who were listed as midfielders in the official game are listed as forwards or defenders, and that's another thing that you also need to factor in. 100%. I think the key examples for that are Orla O'Dwyer and Dana Hooker, who, having watched them play, they would fit a very traditional mould of a winger in Season 7, particularly Orla O'Dwyer. Like, she is a pure out-and-out outside player off the wing. I think that her being listed as a forward, again, presents a totally fascinating different value proposition because I think she's a gun, but I think that's part of the reason as well. So there are just going to be some differences that we have to factor in, and... That's just that's just the state of play. Like we don't make the game, we play it and we we play with what we're given. I think an important thing to discuss additionally is the positional balance. Jaden Popovsky, the super jet statistician that he is, has got his website scrape, has pulled together and has managed to show that there's a skewing of more forwards in this game than in the Marrera's Magic platform, meaning that a lot of that has kind of come down to wingers and where they get possessions and where they move forward. And so you need to consider that when you play the game, there's going to be a lot more value props in forward line than there is in defense and in the midfield. Yeah, awesome. So I guess to accommodate this, we will be talking about uh, both positions where players have dual positions against both our games. But uh, there's a lot of players and there's a lot of players with two positions now across two different games. So if we make mistakes, please uh, let us know. Uh, we're going to try our hardest, but... Always, we're always open to feedback, especially when we've said something that's confusing because there's two different games. So just keep us on our toes, please. The other big difference here is the price range. Uh, Will, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, the price ranges are vastly different between the two platforms. So the Marrera's Magic platform has sort of kept the salaries fairly low, um, which is more in line with what the AFLW salaries are in reality. However, the official platform seems to be close to the men's salary. So you've got 15 million compared to far, far less than that in the Marrera's Magic platform, which means that the way that you're going to build your team is probably going to be quite different. And I guess in order to avoid confusion, we obviously, if you write a comment on Twitter or whatnot, we're going to be able to see quite pretty clearly uh, which game you're referring to based on the, the number of the salary that you give. Um, but to try and avoid confusion, we're going to be trying to refer to our players at the price stat score um, because luckily for us, at least the way that the scores are calculated for kicks, marks, whatever, seems to be the same. So uh, we're hoping there's at least consistency in that price stat value and then we just won't mention the dollars as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And the averages, the points, as Mel said, they're all going to be exactly the same across the two platforms. The only number that's going to differ is that price. So once again, we've got two very easy ways that we can refer to players in the averages and the price stat. So hopefully that doesn't cause too much confusion. But if you are interested in knowing about prices, you do need to specify for us. Yep. 
And uh, the third difference, uh, we've kind of just shown it already, is just the name. So for naming conventions, we are going to stick with MM, Moreira's Magic, um, etc. for the Moreira's Magic game. And going forward, we're going to be calling the AFL-sponsored game, uh, both the official game or likely towards, I guess, the end of the season, we'll probably just be referring to it as fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's how we'll be talking about it. Whether or not that's what the rest of the community is going to do, we don't know. So it may change throughout the season, but we're just going to try and differentiate to keep the pod and the discussion somewhat orderly. Otherwise, it could, could just be a complete mess. And uh, I'm already a complete mess, so we definitely don't need to be adding any, <laughs> any more confusing always, words. To always that. what you want from the admin superstar. <laughs> Look, yeah. And so this is going to have some impacts on how the games are played at the end of the day. It's going to impact how trades are done and how the strategy that you take into the game. What do you guys reckon are going to be some of the. First up, we've already kind of talked about it, which is the starting salary is very different comparatively. I think someone has run the numbers and shown that it's about 30 or 40% bigger if you, were to av- if you were to kind of normalize between AFL, W, Fantasy, and then the Marrera's Magic Fantasy, meaning that you can start off with a lot more higher priced players in the official platform. And so that means that you're going to be targeting fewer mid-priced options and fewer rookies as a result. You're going to be starting with more Kiara Bowers, Marinoffs, top-priced forwards options, you know, Randall, Morrison, Paxi. Then you get a couple of primos per line pretty much. Exactly. Whereas having tried to make a starting side for the Marrera's Magic game, I may be going to elite full-priced primos. It's a very different way to start, and that means it's probably going to impact the way you're going to go about trading throughout the year. You might not be searching for as many value options that are unproven. There is another thing that we haven't talked about yet because it is quite a, a niche thing, but there are some players in the game that their priced their price point is very different. And one of the key ones that we haven't talked about yet because we haven't yet got to St Kilda, but that's T Smith. So T Smith hasn't played in a couple of seasons because of her knee injury. So in the Marrera's Magic game, she's very, very underpriced, still considering what we know she can put up, but she's, in terms of the salary cap, priced at 79000 which I can't remember the exact um, value, but I think it's an average of about, what, 40, something like that, Liam? Yeah, about in, that area. About that area. So presents really good value. But if you're going into the official game, because she hasn't played in two years, they have just put a hard ceiling of she hasn't played in two years, She's rookie-priced. And that changes the way you look at a player like that immensely because all of a sudden mm. you've got a player who you're spending a bit more money for for the value or it's just straight to the bottom. And those are the sorts of decisions that will be interesting to reconcile between the two platforms. And I think that as well will drive your starting squad when you know you've got Ty Smith, who was a leading tackler in the entire competition the last time she played. Mm. for the entire season she averaged the most tackles and she is now going to be the same as someone that has only been playing VFLW up to now. Or, for example, like Shelby Knoll Mm. has never played a VFLW game and came out of Castlemaine. They are the same price. I can structure my team very differently because I know what Ty Smith looks like on a football field. I have seen her do it before and we know she has fantasy pedigree. She was an option for season seven if she ever managed to get a game. 
But as a result of not getting it, I can now rely on Ty Smith as my M5. And it might be M5, M6, uh, Ty Smith and Georgian Anscorn, but I, I'm 100% certain I, I know she can play fantasy. I've been back for a few days, and if I have had a dollar for every time I heard you talk about Georgian Anscorn, <laughs> okay, you're okay. holiday already. <laughs> no, no, legit, <laughs> legit. I found out a little tidbit the other day. She won the yo-yo test at Essendon by a full level above anyone else in the team. She's a freak. She's an absolute freak. She went away, got injured ACL, and has come back even fitter than she did before. Not taking away from Lynn's love of Georgian Anscorn, <laughs> but I, th- I think this is actually a really, really good transition into the second big strategy change, and this is something Liam's touched on, which is the degree with which you're going to rely on rookies is vastly different between the two mm. games. And so currently in my Marrera's Magic team, I'm relying on Georgian Nanscorn to be on field because I think she's a, a really good option. So far, the way I've structured my team in the official platform, I still have her on the bench, but I'm no longer relying on her to really be a point scorer for me. Rather, she's just going to make a bit of money because I have the ability to put a few more premiums into that midfield. And that's something else you're going to have to consider between the two platforms if you do decide to play in both platforms, which is in in one platform, which is Marrera's Magic. Because of the lower salary cap, you are going to have to try and play a few more rookies. So finding those rookies is going to be far more important and in the way you structure your team, whereas in the official platform, they're a bit less important because you're probably not playing them on field as much. And we have a really great episode from pre-season seven where we talk about the strategy you need in terms of the team that you have to begin with in Marrera's Magic, how you need the cash gen operate, like the rookies that are going to give you that cash gen so you can trade them out to end up with your full squad by like round eight, nine, ten, where if you were to re-listen to that episode, it's all kind of a little bit more compressed when we're playing the official game. We're going to be closer towards that that end team that we want now because we have uh, more money to play with in that way based on the ratios. But what you want your end team to be is going to be so important because the play of the elites, the players you pick that are more elite than the others is what's going to be a differentiator. Yeah, and having now played a couple of seasons of Marrera's Magic, the target has always been competent at every single player in your starting 16 but competent is probably top 10 in their line we 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 held tara bohana who was a rookie priced forward to start the year she might have finished the season as the 11th highest 12th highest averaging forward but because she was close enough she was worthwhile keeping until round 10 Whereas in the official platform, you're going to be searching for a complete team of the best ranked players yep. throughout average throughout the season. You want top five in every single line or maybe top seven. You're probably halving what's viable to finish the season with. That'll impact who you're trading out and who you're trading in. You, It's much more a game of assessing who you think at the end of the season are going to be the highest averaging players you're not going to take a specky three-week pick on, say, an Emily Peace and ruin your season as a result. I know lots of people may not have listened to those episodes last year and don't go and do it again because it was terrible. <laughs> that was satisfying to watch. Um, so speaking of, like, what we're going to then do about this, I guess, um, I'm just going to start here and say that I don't have as much fantasy experience as you guys, which I feel like everyone knows. Um, and so for me, playing a fantasy game is already quite a time it's a mental sink and I love it, but I don't have the brains to be able to do two separate fantasy games very well. And I like to be good at what I do. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I like to win. So I'm going to play both 
But I suspect it's going to be, just personally for me, a time during the season where I am either have to make a decision to do shit at both or do decent at one <laughs> and possibly lower my uh, thought capacity on the other. So um, I'm going to keep relevant with both, but I'm going to be probably towards the end more invested in playing one than the other. Um, but we will continue to talk about both on the, on the episodes. What about you guys? Liam, as our expert... Uh, fantasy expert, what are you going to do? Oh, that's great that you think we're I'm, the. I'm the fantasy expert. Oh, Will, I was about to say, Will, you don't need to keep. Will, I got this. I got this. I'll, I'll see you yep. next episode, guys. Yep. <laughs> see you, Will. He's You're just jumped off the recording. <laughs> Look, I think it's. I'm obviously going to play both. I'm. I'm super keen, and I am very good at compressing as many things into my free time as possible. And so, all I'm going to do is just speed everything up a little bit more. But the reason I'm going to play both is I think that Marrera's Magic is going to present a different challenge. It's going to be a different kind of trading game, and I'm going to be able to think about some more left-of-field options and some shorter trading cycles and targeting mid-prices who are on the rise who I don't necessarily think are going to be top in their line by the end of the year but have a good run. And it's going to stretch my brain and my skills and my understanding of the game and the sport a lot more in Marrera's Magic and it's going to be a very different challenge in the AFLW game because I'm going to have to just target primos and I'm going to have to be super honed into who can score top for the rest of the season and it's going to be a different calculus between the two and I like the challenge of both. I think it's going to be fascinating and I want to test it out. Will, what about you? Yeah, I'm just going to start by saying that if we go back to the numbers of last season, I'm pretty sure I finished the first out of all of us. So I'm just gonna just gonna leave that one hanging there. But um, <laughs> Will, do we want to talk about the hat that I have in my uh, cupboard behind me that you might not have? No. Okay. Um, no. Okay. So, well, let's keep going. But basically, completely agree with Liam here. I'm also going to be playing both. I'm going to enjoy playing both. And the challenge of both of them is what's going to be super interesting for me. As Liam said, the trading aspect, trying to find ways to generate money that are a bit left field is always an entertaining thing for a fantasy mm. player. And players who have been playing fantasy games for a longer time will will enjoy that aspect of the Marrera's Magic platform. However, I think that the, the new platform is is something a bit unique to a fantasy platform, as we said, where you're going to have a, a probably a better team to start with. And I think that's going to be quite interesting because your starting team is going to be really important. Whereas in often you can sort of, if you're starting your way teams, out of a crap squad. Yeah. If, you, if your starting team's not that great, you can, you can kind of make it back. And that's kind of what I did in Marrera's magic last year. Whereas in for the official platform, you've got much less leeway. And I'm, I'm kind of really excited to see how that plays out for a lot of people who are probably playing fantasy games for the first time with the AFLW platform. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited yeah. for both, and I'm definitely going to be focusing on both. If I think about what you know, we talk a lot about what good looks like. If I think about what bad looks like in Marrera's Magic, it's you've made a uh, dud couple of rookie picks. Maybe they didn't play. Maybe maybe you had some injuries in round one, and you're like, okay, I'm going to use rounds one and two to fix up my cash gen players and get someone else in who's going to make me money, so that by round three or four, I'm ready to start trading them out upwards. Where I think bad in the official game is going to look like a lot of sideways shuffles. Absolutely. I picked the wrong elite. I picked the wrong underpriced primo. I picked the wrong mid-priced. So I'm just going to shuffle over to someone else there um, rather than those 
one up, one down shuffle uh, trade each week. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we see it every year where there's always a player who does way better than you expect and always a player that does way worse than you expect. And I think that that's going to be quite easily the main trade that will happen in the official platform just because you'll have the the sideways capacity, as you say, Mel. So a big one last year was Chelsea Randall and Isla Sheeran. So Isla Sheeran was the rookie that everyone needed to have and Chelsea Randall was the premium that everyone needed to have. And the first couple of weeks, we're trying to find ways to shuffle them in. Isla Sheeran much easier being the rookie, but Chelsea Randall was a player that a lot of people spent the first two or three weeks trying to get. Nowadays, you can probably just go, all right, I've got this player. They scored a sub score this this week. I'm just going to sw- swap them swap straight across. Yeah. This is this is Abby Mackay erasure. Chelsea <laughs> Randall looks good after round two. Abby Mackay was the one we were all trying to fix our sides to get in, myself included. Yeah, but I don't really want to give Jono the benefit of the doubt on this one. I wanted to talk about something I did well, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's so self. It is literally erasure. Like it's revisionist history. It's not just Abby Mackay erasure. It's Jono erasure, and I'm okay with that. So let's move oh, on. Cool. To- you are his li- one of his oldest friends, and you are raising his contribution to the space. True, outrageous. Did it's someone not- trade out Abby Mackay at an inopportune moment? Probably. No, no. That was um, Abby Dowrick. Uh, ah, the other Abby. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, we've now talked about my two worst things from last (laughs) season. And if you want to talk about the fact that I didn't have Turbo to end the year, we can complete the trifecta and why my team sucked by the end of the year. That's okay, we can bring up Leah Cutting again and you can relive your glory from now two seasons ago. (laughs) It's a a year ago. (laughs) Two seasons ago, two seasons ago. But Liam Liam makes a really great point, actually, which is that there's always players that people talk about pre-season that do come good. There are ones that don't come good. So someone we all were talking up really big last season was Celine Moody. I think we can all cop that one on the chin. Mm, um, yes. Those sorts of trades are going to be super important, especially in the official platform. Yeah. Cool. So I guess rounding off what this means for our listeners, um, I guess the first positive note is double the fantasy, double the fun, right? There's going to be two lots of your favourite game you can now play. Uh, how good? Get ready to spend all of your spare time playing fantasy as we do. Yeah, and well, obviously it's going to come down to personal preference. I'd highly encourage people to play both if you if you think that's something you'd be interested in. They're both the same game, but very very different, as we've all just described. So you're going to have some really interesting challenges between the two, and you'll probably find that your team is going to be completely different across the two platforms as the season yes. goes on, and that's going to be yeah. something that's going to be really interesting to reconcile in our podcast, but also for you, the listener. And obviously, we we hope that it does generate even more questions. So please do keep writing to us as best you can identify which platform you're going to because there are going to be differences because I think a lot of teams are going to be structured differently up front. But keep writing us questions. We're always keen to talk about the game itself and we want to drive extra interest because we think it's a really valuable way to, to spend our time. But as long as you're precise, you're probably going to get the answer you want. Mm. Even if you're not precise, you're probably going to get somewhere pretty close because you, we're going to talk ramble. about it for about 20 minutes. So, <laughs> What I'm really looking forward to, I guess, with these questions and how we go about our episodes is we've had some beautiful moments where we're talking about a player for the first time after a couple of rounds up towards the end of the season and we're like, here's a, here's a player that we haven't paid attention to up until now. They've done something fantasy relevant. Let's learn everything about this player. 
um, from a fantasy perspective, from a football perspective and that. We're going to have two different types of strategies going on. We're going to have two different piles of players that we're talking about for the first time and learning everything about. So it's going to be lots of names. Um, it's going to be lots of lots of positions, lots of numbers. Uh, please take it easy on us as we will likely make mistakes. And I don't know if this is my personal comment coming out here, but I'm likely going to make mistakes. So, uh, you know, listen on. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going through this for the first time too, uh, figuring out the two different games and just how similar and different they are. But, yeah, get ready for an awesome Season 8. And I, and I guess in that way, it mirrors the fact that anyone that any of the girls that are playing AFLW don't ever seem to get the same off season mm, in the time yes. that we've been playing AFLW fantasy. We haven't had the same off season. This time we didn't have a draft. Now we have two games in two different strategies. <laughs> the season prior, we had four new teams. The season prior to that, we'd never played before. It's just matching the chaos that the actual players get. Yeah, looking forward to whatever next season throws up for us because it's going to be a doozy if it's going to going to pass this one. Free kicks yeah. against are worth minus 18. Oof. Game changes. <laughs> Huge. Maybe free kicks against and four are worth the same points. Oh, good. don't even get me started on that. This has already <laughs> gone longer than with a lot of mill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, no more controversial topics to be brought up. We might wrap it up there. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I think the one last thing we just need to talk about is our round reviews are going to be tough to focus on anything really because we're going to have to try and reconcile between the two games so we're going to probably talk more about players mel's put down themes here which is basically us saying we're going to just talk about the vibes which i think is a good way to go about it (laughs) make it up as we go make it up as we go so we'll try and talk about players who have done well players who are probably right to move on something that can hopefully be fairly translatable across the two platforms and then based on the questions you give us we'll be able to talk a bit more specifically between the platforms Yes, so get ready. Awesome. Keen. Well, uh, we are we are very ready. We are very keen. I, uh, you can find us for our keen and awesome insights on Twitter and Instagram. Oh my god, I'm getting demoted from host duties forevermore. I just think we've just got ourselves a brand new um, tagline: Free Kick, the AFLW Fantasy Podcast. Keen and interesting. Keen and interesting <laughs> themes and vibes. <laughs> themes and vibes. <laughs> New slogan. Yeah, okay. We're on the same place on Insta and Twitter. Uh, I'm Hi Mel D. Liam. You can find, you find me find on you? Twitter at Liam AFLW Fantasy, and feel free to jump into my DMs with more great George and Anscon facts. <laughs> Well, from the sounds of it, Liam is just going to be re- messaging random people, being like George and Anscorn, blah 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 blah. <laughs> so watch so out for those. George and Anscorn, as was I found out, listened to credit to the girls, was the youngest Australian hockey roo to make 150 caps. There we go. There's another one ad. There you go. Watch out for that in your episode. DMs, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, at Will H underscore Vi on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll chat to you later. Bye. Be sure to keep listening to our Clubs in Day series, which is going to start again very, very soon for the second half of the AFLW. Yes. Catch you soon, everyone. See ya. Bye.